Welcome to Sketch Magazine Podcast, hosted by Bill Nichols, Senior Editor of Sketch Magazine, John Wilson, Editor of Sketch Daily over at ComicRelated.com, and myself, Robert W. Hickey, Publisher of Sketch Magazine and Co-Founder of Blue Line. Come back after the music and find out what we have to offer in this episode. What's up, creators? This is John, and you have once again located the Sketch Magazine podcast. I am joined, as always, with Sketch Magazine publisher Bob Hickey, typing away, Sketch Magazine editor Bill Nichols, quietly on the other side. And tonight we are going to do a rare thing. We are going to talk about a visual medium. We are going to talk about inking. And then a little bit later, we're going to talk about the evolution of a comic strip. But first, how you doing tonight, guys? Great, John. This is Bill. Doing pretty good, John. This is Bob. And I was not typing. It was the great <laughs> editor, Bill. Must be double. Uh-oh. Multitasking. Yep. <laughs> Shameless. Yes. He's editing while he's supposed to be talking. Well, so inking. Uh, obviously, not the most uh, audio thing you can talk about in the world, but uh, it seems that with two world-class anchors here uh, in you both, we uh, we would be remiss to not talk about inking a little bit. Um, first off, let's talk about tools. Um, Let's talk about do's and don'ts with tools. Now, there's, uh, you know, there are people who are very much in the tech pin camp. Uh, you know, the uh, the microns, the uh, things of that nature. And then there are people who are very much it has to be a brush all the way 24-7. And then there are people who sit a little bit in both. So kind of discuss where you are in that particular camp Bob what camp are you in <laughs> well Bob camps out I camp out um, I have to say until recently I was probably more of a traditionalist brush and pen um, but because of not having a true studio set up at the moment I'm sort of mobile inking drawing whatever wherever I'm at um, I've gotten real used to the microns and the copics um, yeah, I'm surprised, but of course it's just what I'm working on too. I'm working on a comic strip, which I wanted that thin line. I'm not into the thin thicks as much for it. Uh, when I am, it's a bigger piece of artwork, so I'm able to pull it off with the Copic brush marker. So, um, that's where, where I'm fitting right now. It's probably more what the tools of the, uh, new and upcoming anchors are using, but I have no problems going back to my, you know, Hunts 103 quill pen and my uh, Red Sable number one brush. I have. Right what do here. you think the, what do you think the difference in line is that you're getting with, uh, with those types versus what you used to get with your, you know, your uh, brush and your, your 103. I would say trying to ink with a micron is a little bit more work because you're, you're trying to duplicate the thin thick instead of getting a thin thick with one pull. 
but mm-hmm. also you don't have a wet ink page. I, you know, you don't smear a marker. You smear ink. So to me, it's faster to to ink with the microns and the marker. As far as the line, I, I don't see a whole lot of difference once I scan it in and get it in there digitally. I don't I don't see it. So I guess it's I have a feeling when I move back into traditional comics, away from the comic strip, I probably won't be away from it, but when I start inking again in traditional comics, I will probably move back into a quill. Um, but it really depends on the artist, too, and, and the look and feel. It depends on what I'm trying to pull off and what I'm asked to do. I've always not had a true inking style. Um, more of, okay, this artist does this, I'm going to complement it. So... What you, Bill? Um, I use every everything. I mean, I, if I have a choice, usually it's the crow quill anymore. But I still like the brush sometimes. I mean, you can get some things with a brush that it's hard to, you know, some strokes and uh, things. You can kind of get close on some things, but uh, for me, the the quill, the 102, that allows me control. And when you use it a lot you can you know you can get that almost brush look on your line um, there's there's some like I said there are certain effects that you may use um, you know a brush for hair uh, hair exactly um, but I, if it gives me the line I'll I will uh, use whatever it takes whatever I have on hand and uh, what feels right at the moment Sometimes it doesn't always, <clears throat> but, um, you know, I'll mix it up sometimes just to, uh, see what I can do. Um, so, I mean, I've always been that way. So you big mixer upper. How about you, John? <laughs> what do you use? Um, well, and you should probably know this from when you were running the store. I am in absolutely, uh, pen fanatic mm-hmm. and I have I have every type of pen I have microns, I have Copics I have things that I've gotten from uh, stores that sell things for scrapbooking I used some of them down in Atlanta I was playing with some of your markers down there yeah yeah exactly you mm-hmm. know uh, anything I can find um, everywhere I go that has a pen I generally will buy one and try it out you know, just to see what what sort of line I get, if it's any good, uh, what the bleed is on it, what uh, how versatile it can be if I put pressure on it or stuff like that. So it's uh, right now, and actually the best thing that I've ever found was at a scrapbooking show. It's it's this thing. It folds up semi flat, but when it opens up, it it's a triangle mm-hmm. with little um, little loops in it at, for where you can put pins. Mm-hmm. And it's about, I'd say about a foot tall. So you can get about 20 to 25 pins in each side of the three-sided thing. Right. And it's just, it's just the coolest thing, you know, because it gives me... And I've got it organized here where, you know, I have... I have this kind of pin here or the pins that I know can do this on one side and the pins I know can do another thing on the other side. So 
if uh, I don't know the name of it, I don't even know if it has a name. But if you ever get a chance to come across this, if you're someone who's a big pen fanatic like I am, um, I've only seen one other person with it ever, and that was at a uh, a crafting show. Huh. So so it's a it's a cool little thing, and it allows you to have a lot of pens. But I'm kind of like Bill, where I'll use whatever I can get my hands on. I I kind of have. I kind of have, uh, you know, the, like the old George Carlin's get a place for your stuff where each, uh, every time he moves somewhere, the amount of stuff he took got less and less. I'm kind of like that with pins. I have a at-home set, which, you know, is like hundreds. And then I have a lesser set that I take to cons. Then I have a lesser set that I might take over to someone's house, you know. So, and usually end up with like two or three in my pocket. So I've generally got a pin with me no matter where I go. Just because I'm a huge pin fanatic. Right. And uh, you brought up something that uh, that I want to ask Bill about. Bill, what, what sort of style do you think you have? Or do you adhere to the idea of, of a style, of a quote-unquote inking style? Uh, for me... No, I, I don't guess I really have one. Um, I tend to follow more tight pencils, and um, part of it is that for me is to bring out the the pencil art, uh, to polish it up, or to bring it out so that it can be, you know, rendered in black, and uh, not so much to interpret it so much. I mean. I mean that's always been my way. If I five different pencilers, I'll usually my stuff will usually look. I guess it's more called old school. Um, it, it will more resemble, I guess, those five those five uh, pencilers more. Uh, I don't go out, out on a limb. Uh, that's me, but I have uh, plenty of very talented. Friends and colleagues and brother inkers on uh, the Inkwell Yahoo group. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Tim Townsend and uh, Mark McKenna, Bob Allman, uh, uh, Sean Parsons, Aaron. I mean, there's there are I don't know how many hundreds of people there are on there, and, and some are just pencilers and artists too. But Bob has. Allman has created the Inkwell Awards, which celebrates the craft of the inker, and uh, I think it's in its third year now. And uh, there are all kinds of styles and all kinds of um, you know talent levels really across the just our industry. So um, I, w- I would say I'm maybe in the middle of the pack of, as far as ranging back and forth to being a quote unquote tracer. Thank you, Kevin Smith, <laughs> or uh, you know, uh, to me, inking is a combination of two. It's a collaboration, really, between a penciler and an inker. Mm-hmm. A collaboration of two styles. And even if your style is not all, all that out there, there is still something of your quote-unquote style that is in there. I just don't think that I personally have a style. Uh, that's uh, to me for, for me not either good or bad. I'm, uh, I'm getting it, getting something inked is. Uh, 
the, the goal. It's not right. too... Well, there's, there's styles out there. I mean, you look at, let's uh, see, Bat from uh, Top Cow. Mm-hmm. Anytime he inks everybody, you can just see his thin, thick, and his flowing lines and everything. Right. And it doesn't matter if it's Dave Finch to Mark Silvestri, whoever. You know a piece been inked by Bat, as long as it's not killed by color. Um, it's just very clean, very flowing. So, yeah, there's definitely... You know, you can add style to stuff, as, as you know, evidently Bat does, and a few other art inkers out there do. Or you can enhance what the pencilers do. And I, I think it's sort of where you and I fall in, Bill, is that we enhance what the pencilers do. If, if we modify something, it's slight. If we add a thin thick, it's because we feel like the light source is somewhere right. else. Um, we might feel something in black just to separate things, add a little bit of a thinner or thicker outline. There's a little bit more separation, but we're not... A, reworking a whole piece um, to me it's just sorry it's not my job my job is to embellish what's there and move on if I want to redraw it and I'll, I'll draw the piece right right and that's to me that's that can be adding um, not, I don't want to say work but make it a, more of a chore mm-hmm. instead of the challenge of bringing something out you know um whether it's backgrounds where the the people are stick figures Mm -hmm. personally i hate that because then i have to put that in there because i'm looking at that there's you know there's another panel there's another uh page further on and that just sort of slows me down kind of thing right um or if they're just really vague but then you sort of have to look at what the goal is you know as far as that that page or that panel right does that is that part of it and if it is then that's you know something else in total you know entirely but um i mean if you want to look at difference of styles i mean i remember kyle baker when he was an when he would ink for marvel and um there was a a a couple i think it was an avengers annual and a, a fantastic four annual that it was john burns pencils and sal buscema Inked one, I think, uh, or maybe no, it was Joe Sennett, Sorry, mm-hmm. and uh, Kyle Baker inked the Fantastic Four, I believe. Mm-hmm. And there were some pages that were duplicated, and it was just seeing the difference uh, in takes uh, on uh, John Burton's pencils. Mm-hmm. And I always loved that because even if you look at the you know different inkers on him over the years, you can see. You know, from Terry Austin to yeah. uh, Jerry Ordway, when he inked him, and um, where is Terry Austin? I lo- I loved his it's stuff over so- Art Adams and stuff back in the day. Yeah. Oh my gosh! He had that little line that he would break up as yeah. he inked. Oh, man. Yeah, and, and looking at those, I mean, I know people who uh, who have uh, take they sort of dissected inking styles or inking especially the the, uh, the image mm-hmm. inking style with the little serrated lines and um, cross hatching and all that yeah and, and for for me one thing is, is, is it's one thing to know how to do it but it's yet another thing to know why to do it and that's one of the things about sketch magazine that's one of the things about uh, if I 
review somebody's portfolio or look, look at somebody's inking. Uh, they want to comments on inking or whatever. Knowing why you do something, that's your, that gets in, inside you. That's part of your mindset as far as what you're bringing to the table the next time that you're, you know, the pen touches the paper. Um, and that's writing. That's every other thing that you do. But knowing why, let's say a word balloon, for example, with a with a letter, why a word balloon is placed here instead of, um, you know, in, on the other side of the panel, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That that is part of it too, and that enhances what you do uh, when you bring uh, sort of that polish to the page. So there may be no answer for this, but do you do either of you have a uh, a trick or your fallback move? You know what I mean? Like uh, if you if if there's no indication of what you uh, or what the page needs necessarily, is there a fallback move like the old Wally Woods thing when in doubt, black it out? <laughs> do, you, do you have your thing? You know that you—that's your fallback move. Like, uh, do you fall back on cross hatching, or do you fall back on, on pointillism, or you know, do you? Ooh. What's your thing? You know. I don't like pointillism. Um, neither do no, my he students. Doesn't. He <laughs> no, neither do my students. But. Um. And then probably simplicity, and then keep coming back to it and checking it out. To me, I'd rather go with less and build it up and get away from it and look at it again. Um. Then say I have a fallback. Um, even to black it out and then doubt's pretty good. I've done that yeah. a few times because I just had no clue. Um, I, I've even had when I was inking the Blood and Roses story that Federico penciled. There were some times I inked something and had no clue how it was going to turn out because I couldn't see it. Like an ant, because he used so many lines between the actual figures and the background that I, I remember a hand on one of the characters I inked and I'm going, I know that's an arm and a hand somewhere. And I kept inking hopefully to find it. <laughs> and I did finally. And then I went in and thin thick the, the arm up to separate it from the background. But by pencil line, I just, and I, you know, I just couldn't find it. And then Chris Dreyer inked a second issue of Federico and he cussed me the whole time. Because uh, Chris will clean you up. He's got a very clean inking style, and he's been doing it for you know twenty something years. And he, he's a great inker, and I hope to work with him again soon. And he uh, he he worked his butt off on Federico stuff, and he had inked Federico earlier on his own graphic novel. Um, mm-hmm. So Unit Prime. Units. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's it's. I, but to go back to it, I really, I personally don't have a fallback move. I just try to enhance what what the creators, what the pitchers put there. Bill. Yeah, I don't have a fallback move. I mean, I uh, throw my hands up in despair, maybe. <laughs> okay, well, what do you hate to do then? I mean, we we, uh, you know, we decided that Bob hated dots, so. <laughs> So what what do you uh, what do you really look at and go oh my god why why do I have to do this? Uh, 
sometimes when things are just so vague, uh, not so much that it, it becomes my become you know it gets on me to have to uh, uh, redraw stuff. I, I mean, I, I've said before, I'm not really, I'm not a penciler. I can do it. I just I don't like to, um, and having to redraw something sometimes uh, that that kind of gets on me. But sometimes it's part of it. It sort of depends, because sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it can be fun. It's just not um, if you're looking at a whole book of that or a uh, whole story of that. That for me that that takes away from quote unquote the fun. Um, I don't think that answers your question really, but no, that was close. Um, well, without naming names. Oh, um, come on. Okay. Hey, if you want to name names, <laughs> go ahead. Why not burn bridges? But, um, is there, uh, is there someone who, uh, you had to ink that was just arduous from the minute you put the pen to paper till the very end? Was there someone you really hated, uh, inking or conversely someone that you just loved inking so much that you can't wait to get the next piece of art from them to do it again you want to start bill yeah um i, I didn't so much hate it but uh, what i was talking about before with the uh having to fill in details and stuff um it was uh philippe xavier i think on uh, legend lore, where some of the the background things were so vague, and I I, I was also working on uh, Parts Unknown with Bo at the time, you know, one of those books. The I think it was Chris Reddy. Chris maybe, Reddy. I'm thinking. Yeah. So I was doing two books, and to me that was uh, that's one of the times where those background things or the uh, his style sort of slowed me down, I guess, because. When he inks himself, and that's what he ended up doing. Like a few a few issues later, was he inked himself, and that's really. It seemed like he put more into it when he inked himself, and some artists do that. Uh, Mark Hester, mm. when, um, our our friend Mark Hester, when, or my friend. Uh, mm. uh, I know. I like Mark. But, uh, I know. Mm. Uh, it's kidding. Uh, when Mark pencils and inks himself, he adds more to it in the inking phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes than he does in the, the penciling phase. It really depends on the, the project, though. But, uh, I mean, I know other artists that are, that are like that, but somebody I really enjoy inking is Gary Barker. Um, if you look at my gallery on DeviantArt or anything else, I love inking Gary stuff. Yeah, Gary's got a big, bold line, an old-style penciling that's just beautiful, though. Yeah. And, I'll, uh, and he puts it all in there for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the end result sometimes. Uh, well, I have an I have an Ursula uh, pinup that he did with a bunch of zombies and stuff, mm-hmm. and this thing's gonna look. I've run it in blue pencil on my gallery and stuff. It's gonna look awesome. Uh-huh. Um, and there are a few others. There are a few other uh, pencils, you know, that uh, I like that old style. Uh, if I'm, I, I don't like to follow the trend, you know, the new trends, and maybe that's part of it. Uh, I don't like to jump on those bandwagons, and uh, even if it's the new books that are coming out, 
you know, Bat- the death of Superman kind of thing. I didn't care. By the time it came out, I didn't care. Because um, to me, that's, I don't know, everybody, yeah, that's, it seems like everybody was on that bandwagon. And um, I wanted to read the book, but not, you know. Uh, not necessarily work on it. Well, I, I wanted to enjoy it. I didn't want to have to fight a bunch. Of, like when Star Wars came out, I never saw. I saw Empire first. Don't talk to me. <laughs> well, there's just so much. Um, I guess around around me there was sort of that hype, and I, so it, it wasn't all that big a deal. I saw Empire first, and then I saw Star Wars at my first science fiction convention. Um, and was sorry that I had seen the other first, but I loved Empire, and I still do. Empire's my favorite movie of the bunch, and it always will be. <coughs> it's awesome. What was her name? What was what? Didn't you take a girl or something? Come on, why is it your favorite? Because That's, it was the first it's one the I saw. It's the metal movie, though. It's the least yeah. favorite. No, it's not. Oh, gosh. All right, John. Who, who <laughs> do I like to ink? Yes, who do you uh, like? Uh, Jackie? Or who do you hate if on a name name? All right, Jackie's a blast ink. But it's simple. It's a style. It's quick. You know, but of course, I ink a couple strips a week, and I love it. Um, I really enjoyed Mitch. But boy, did he leave. He allows you to really contribute to the art. Um, and sometimes you have to be very careful not to lose his fill. Because transferring it from pencils to ink can be real tricky with Mitch. Um, Greg Land, his early work was sweet. All the detail was there. Um, who did I hate? Frederica, I love you to death. And if you listen to us, it's great. But man, your pencils are really hard to ink and pull it out. So I guess to this date, probably... Um, even though I'd probably work with Frederico again, he contacts me every so often. You probably hear something from him too, don't you, Bill? Yep. And, uh, but, yeah, I don't think I would ink him at this point. Yeah, I've seen some, um, he's, he's, I guess he's one of the others that I've seen, I guess that's, I'm pretty sure on, uh, I don't know if it's on DeviantArt or, or what, but I've seen him ink himself, I think, somewhere, and it, He's able to add more into it, maybe mm-hmm, yeah. more separation, more detail, more separation as far as line widths and thinness and thicknesses around the right. characters because he sees it, but he doesn't pencil that way. He pencils a real thin right. line. Yeah, I've seen it too. Okay, so that's mine. And I name a name. Frederick's a heck of a pencil. He just needs if he's going to have be inked by somebody, I think he needs to put a little bit more work in the definition. Yeah, yeah uh, I, Will, I, Willie Peppers are. I, I love Willie. Willie's old school, but you know, I, I still like. I like Willie. to see Willie Willie loosen up a little bit, because um, sometimes he'll come in stiff on stuff, and I only say that because I've been scanning a lot of his work with Stormquest recently, which I know this stuff is 10, 15 years old, um, but I've seen some of his recent stuff too. I like for him to kick back to that John Byrne type era when that FF look that he was doing for a while, you know, yeah. um, when things a little bit loosened up, a little bit more rounded, a little bit, I don't know. There's there's some stuff that he was doing that was just killer, and I'm hoping we can get him back to that era to 
crank out with this. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, Willie's yeah, fun. I have sample pages. Yeah, he is. And the sample pages that I have are from that era. It looks, uh, you know, very much like like West Coast adventure mm-hmm. uh, stuff. And but, you know, and Willie's my pap. Hey, pap. <laughs> but I, that's why I call him. Uh, well, I mean, he's only like a couple years older than me, but it's always been that with with me and Jerry Foley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so um, we call him Pap, and he calls us son. It's something that we do. All right, but, uh, that's, it's that's, a thing. that's from his. Yeah, that's well. I mean, that's from his days when he was penciling Southern Nights and right um, some of the other stuff. So, and, and maybe that's part of the fondness too is that I've seen him. Over the years, there was some. There were some pages where he. It's almost like he channeled some Jim Lee, mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. I love those pages. And I, I really bragged on him at the time. So, but see, I like I like that look, but I like for him to go with more solids and less line, the hatching and yeah. stuff. You know. Yeah, uh, it was more. It was. I'm talking about the the. It was more the composition, right? Really, right. that he had gone beyond a little bit. Uh, that's one of the things about having worked with people or known people for uh, so long is that you can see how well, uh, you know, from 20 years ago to now, how they, how they have changed or even now people I've known for a few years, uh, to see them even break into the business at this point or get a new book or, uh, collaborate on something else. That's, uh, cool. Mm-hmm. And well, I mean, really it's more than cool. It's, I mean, I'm not physically part of it. It has nothing to do with me. I just, you know, I, I enjoy their success. And I think we need more of that. I agree. So, I agree. encouragement. Yes. And we got Willie working on some character designs for us, don't we? Yep, Stormquest. Yes. Cool. Looking forward to seeing it. But... I have to agree. I really love inking Jackie. I would really wish she would burn her red pencil. Yeah. (laughs) I asked her. She does not use it with me anymore. She's back to a crap fight. Um, And uh, I, I could name a name, but I honestly don't remember the guy's name. Uh, One of, one of my jobs that never saw the light of day that I inked. The whole book was barely, the pencils were barely more than advanced stick figures. And the backgrounds and everything were barely more than advanced stick figures. And I was very tentative about fleshing them out at first, but then he kept trying to get me to flesh things out more and more and more and more to the point where I felt like I was almost drawing the entire book myself. Right. It's, you know, why didn't you just let me pencil this in the first place if, we were going to do all this because it really felt like I was having to do the lion's share of, of the work to get it to look right. And then, you know, I never saw the book or money or anything else from that. So yeah, that was kind of a drag. Um, but yeah, that you actually opened up two things, Bill, in your, uh, in your answer there. One, um, over time, you guys have been doing this for quite a while now. Uh, how do you feel your, your, you've changed if at all, how do you feel your inking has progressed or not progressed or is it where it always needed to be? Or, you know, how would you, how would you view yourself from the outside somewhat as an anchor right now? 
or me even Princeton Thug. Yeah, well, you know. Me, yeah, me personally, I'm I'm fine with never working for Marvel or DC. Uh, that's probably the biggest, you know, the ambition of of that. Once upon a time, maybe, but uh, I mean, I had so many other things going on, or irons in the fire, kind of thing. That that my attention has uh, many places it can go. So those days of pulling overnighters, no, I only have so many hours free in a week, and uh, I can, at this point I can choose how I spend them. And sitting over a drawing table doesn't have the same appeal <laughs> I used to, you know, 20 years ago. So, I, I, and I certainly applaud my friends who do that and continue to do that. But for me personally, nah. I mean, I like inking uh, when I get back in that groove, especially around when we do sketch card, you know, the, the sketch card event. Getting to ink other people, um, different styles, different levels, uh, especially pros, my friends who have, you know, who are pros. Uh, yeah, that. To me, that is fun because that is, uh, I don't know, it, not because it's, it's, I really don't know how to describe that. I mean, it's, I love every year. I, I, I want it to be an annual tradition tradition that I, I get to ink Joe Staten, something that Joe <laughs> Staten does. <laughs> nice. And Joe, is a, Joe has been great with that. So I want to keep that up. I would like that to be a tradition with other pencilers and maybe this could be a new tradition but i would like to see other team-ups too mm -hmm. and i encourage that with um, other people doing that and i've always encouraged like when we did apple five having that that zine that section where people collaborated with pencils and inkers because i like seeing what can happen right and that's what that's part about being an anchor for me is i like to see what can happen so um that that makes it sort of a challenge that that brings out some of the joy of inking um, to see the end result because sometimes you are you do surprise yourself. Mm -hmm. So I had the coolest thing happen last weekend, weekend before last. Um, uh, in, as you guys know, we went through all that Skystorm artwork about a month, what about a month and a half ago or something like that. Yeah. And I've been scanning a lot of it and getting it organized and building a site. I came across two pieces of Darkness Chronicles artwork that I had started inking 15 years ago. And they were partially done. And I sit down Sunday and try to duplicate that inking style from 15 years ago to finish the piece so you couldn't see where I had left off. And it was harder than you think. I would imagine it would be very hard. You automatically want to do what you're doing now, but you've you got to hold back and, and try to do what you did 15 years ago. And, and it was, I, I think it was successful, but it was, it was, it was a cool experiment. Uh, you know, the two pieces, I love them. So I definitely want them finished and we're going to use them in the site and use them on the book. But it, it was definitely an experiment to, uh, ink like that like you did 15 years ago it was fun and actually it's got me wanting to ink comics again bill good so i like it when you get jazzed about stuff i know i gotta get the site done first but and yeah. i'm inking a couple strips a week of jackie so it's keeping me going but i'm definitely once i get the site finished i want to we're gonna pick out a project but 
Cool. Um, inking. Buy all your supplies, blue line. Ah, there's a That's plug. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> there's a nice little plug. Yeah. And actually, blue line has everything that yep. you really need. I mean, they got more pins than they know what to do with. Yes, we do. God knows I always buy more when I go up there. So. Brushes, quills, all kinds of inks. Whiteouts. That's something we need to talk about. Whiteout. What's your oh yeah, whiteout. What's your favorite whiteout, John? Oh, um, I'm honestly look looking for a decent whiteout pen because I haven't found one. Uh, I'm still stuck with pearl white. I can't find a pen I like at all. I now have several of them that I've tried, and I always seem to bust open. That's where I still use a brush. So, but Bill, yeah, I jump in. Yeah, I, I can't find a, one of these pens that really does what I want at all. Won't yeah. cover. The only thing even close I've ever found is a white gel pen, and it's still so a little thin. Yeah, it's so thin and too cakey. And find you out know, it tends to cake up. when you scan it, you pick up shadowing from those edges. Oh yeah. Yep, that's what I'm finding out. So, what do you like, Bill? Um. Some kind of white ink I was using, mm -hmm. but uh, that's actually been a uh, an active thread on the the aforementioned Inkwell Yahoo group. Uh, it's at probably in the last four or five days. It's been there have been several guys who have um, from uh, was it White Gauche and you know, a couple of them use uh, different kinds of paints. Mm -hmm. Uh, depending on the, the whether it's also the kind of effects that they're they're trying to get. Right. So. Right. If they're actually using it as a tool. Um, right. I use I use just about always I'll use Copic Whiteout because it's a good solid whiteout. I can use a brush with it with it and get the coverage I want because a lot of times I white out and then come and ink back over. To, to get my sharpness of a line or a curve or something, you know. So I seem to always be re-inking over the whiteout to get the effect that I want. So I need a whiteout that I can do that to, and it, and it truly whites out. And Copic is uh, what I found out. I used to I use F and W. My worst thing is F and W dries out, and I don't know. It just gives you fits. Um, Copic, it's a jar. You have to open it, you know, and, and everything. But it's still to me. That's where I still use a brush because it gives me the effect that I want. Yeah, you know, that's how Bill didn't honestly say what he uses. So I think well, he's trying to imply he doesn't make mistakes. I think so. <laughs> okay. Well, obviously you have read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you're buying a Clay'sway strip, the mistakes are on there because I clean them up in Photoshop. If I mess up. I'll find it in Photoshop and I'll race it in there. Usually I don't use much white out on a clay's waste strip. And actually that's a nice segue because we did want to mention the progression of a strip. So, um, you know, you, uh, you mentioned off air how this, uh, how this storyline of clay's way has changed as you've uh, written it. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, this would we'll, we'll have to come out and touch on base sometimes when we're talking about writing comics. But yeah, the, oh, yeah, this this segment we wanted to introduce a character, a girl character that's sort of the Lucy to Charlie Brown is is would be Clay's Lucy character, one that's always seems to have it out for him. And um, 
she came along. We wrote the strips. They were more verbal than actually sitting down plotting them out. So I went when I sit down and start writing the the set of strips. I had trouble because we start off in an imaginary war scene, and then we moved into a snowball snowball fight scene, and then we introduced the character. And it's sort of I had to transcend how did I connect the first set of panels, this imaginary war scene, with the snowball fight. Well, yeah, he's imagining, da-da-da. But I needed some type of verbalization there. So I sort of had Clay defending himself throughout the first two strips. And so by narrating those two strips, um, the final strip comes out, and it'll be up... Well, I guess it'll be up Friday. Um, so it'll be up by the time this podcast hits, so I'm not going to ruin anything. Um, she gets hit by a snowball by accident. Well, she gets mad. because Not that she got hit by a snowball, but because her stuffed animal, she has her own stuffed animal, Princess, is wet. And Clay sort of blows it off. Oh, it's just a stuffed animal. Whoa. Wrong thing to say, right? So... But we left it hanging there. So this morning, I met with Jackie, and we got talking about it. I was like, we can't. It's not wrapping up the narrative part of the storyline. Clay defending himself. It's not wrapping that up. So we've actually added a double strip that will run on Monday. And Clay is in a ice cream slash candy shop. And he has ice cream stuck on his shirt. And he's explaining to the guy behind the counter what led up to that and why he thinks she did it. And it's sort of like he's retelling this whole story of how she got hit. And so we're going to run the narrative right up through here. And then she's outside the store waving when everybody looks and everybody goes, oh, well, she seems like a nice girl. You know, she wouldn't do something like that. And then everybody looks back at Clay about that time. She looks at Clay, gives points his fingers, takes a cup and crushes it like I'm going to crush you. <laughs> of course, nobody sees that but Clay. Right. So it sort of freaks him out. He's like going, uh, 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 you know. So it's a nice way to wrap up the narrative part of the story that really when we started the strip, we didn't have. It sort of developed in it as, as it went along. So it's sort of a cool thing about these things, but it can also give you trouble. Especially if we're working with another creator. I've been a lot of trouble if Jack and I had already wrapped up for this week and I came up with this and we would have had to fit it in somehow on Jackie's schedule. There's really Wednesdays is Clay's way work for Jackie and that's about it. So, But we did. She, she did it. She was wrapping up the strip when I had to leave the studio. So um, it should be cool. And hopefully it'll uh, help out telling. So we want to tell good stories. You know, we want to do one-off strips, but we want to, when we do these story strips, we want a, a good solid type story. We're pretty hard at that. So um, this, by having to modify it and add this, it's really added to it. But we can get into that kind of stuff much later. Um, we've been also working with Clay'sway since we're talking about it. We're working on a, a Kickstarter program to, to do a comic book. So... Oh, nice. um, something we might want to discuss in a future podcast. Kickstarter. Yep, I'm just kidding. Bill's working, done a lot more work than I have, and researched it. I'm going to have to jump in here and do some research, but 
we could sit down and once we put our proposal together, we could sit down and go through the steps that we created to do this. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's extremely popular way to uh, that a lot of people are approaching to get their books uh, done and finance. Find out. Um, talking to Jackie, she evidently follows a whole lot more than I, I did. Um, mm-hmm. That a lot of comics don't succeed in, in getting their comics, uh, their money. I don't know if they're asking too much, not offering enough, right. or what. But the children's books did very well. So that's sort of going to, not that we're going to make a children's book from a comic, but we're definitely going to play that. We're going to we're going to really include a lot of ADHD information in the comic. Right. And so that's sort of the the area we're going to really push this at to try to get yeah. to get the support for it. Yeah, because I. I Said, I think that that is a uh, not only is, is it a creative strip and enjoyable, but it can also educate and reach a, uh, a segment of people that I mean, there, there are a lot of people who either have, are acquainted with ADHD or have that effect, you know, uh, or, or some of the other learning challenges that uh, it, it touches or it, it touches their lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's one way to to reach other people. So, right, uh, and get the strip out there in front of people who might enjoy it too. I mean, it's right. It's a double-edged thing. So, so anyway, that, that's something else we got. And we're working on is the uh, Kickstarter and see how that goes. I'm going to dive into this weekend a little bit and do as much research as possible. But I know Chuck has followed some success stories, so I'll probably talk to you guys Sunday about it or Saturday. Okay. Saturday, yeah, and so. you know it may not be a kids' book, in uh, you know necessarily, but it is being an all ages book. Mm-hmm. It does fall within that genre, so uh, touting it as a children's book wouldn't be that difficult. Right. Well, I think I believe it's a pretty strong strip slash site right now. You know, I, right. I think the logo is very professional. I think the strips are coming off very. Well done. And so I think we've got a head start upon a lot of people who don't have that as a background. So I think up front we have a pretty good head start. We just got to decide, you know, there's a lot of factors. And that's maybe next week we'll talk about it. I'll research it some this weekend. Next week, next week we'll talk about Kickstarter. So maybe Bill and I can discuss it some more. But I know there's a, to do it right is a lot involved from planning it to putting you know everything together to make sure all expenses are covered to putting together a video proposal and everything so it's a lot involved in, in doing it I mean you can halfway do it but you, the chances are less that you're going to succeed so but yeah we'll talk about it next week alright so um, I think we've actually covered this visual medium fairly well in audio form so <laughs> I guess it's time to move on to the ever popular what's happening on the web. Oh, wait a minute. What? We talked about ink what? and inking. We talked about whiteout. Yes, we did. What about erasers? Oh, erasers. How could we forget yeah, erasers? The reason I bring that up is my youngest was in here earlier. We're working on his science project. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the benefits I have a dad with a full design studio at home is that mm-hmm. designing a display isn't hard. You just whip up Illustrator and go to work, right? Well, he grabs my kneaded eraser and says, Dad, why you got silly putty on your art? 
I'm like, what are you talking about? Turn around, he had my needed eraser pulling it. I'm like, that's not silly putty, that's an eraser. He goes, well, how do you erase with this? And so I had to show him how to use it as an eraser. But what are the erasers that you guys use? Anything in particular, anything that you like? I'm trying to find mine now as we speak, so. I use the white plastic one. Mm-hmm. Uh, just don't let it dry out. But yeah. I, mean, I have a needed eraser, and I have the pink pearl for some things. And I mean, you just don't want to. Talking about the Stedler's Mars plastic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's one the I one have the, here. I have the one with the little gripper. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah. I like um. So. I like that. Um, Sanford's got a nice um, non-abrasive uh, eraser pencil too. That's pretty nice. And the reason I like it is that you can sharpen it and get a point to it if you really need. But And then the old needed eraser, depending on how much... What a lot of people don't understand is they get mad because the ink lifts. And it really depends on how much pencil is underneath that ink. Mm-hmm. And how much ink or dye that you get through that pencil to the paper. And a lot of people don't realize that. They blame it on the racer. All the racer lightened it. Well, yeah, it's going to sometimes. But you really got to understand that, is that the ink slash or the dyes, depending on if it's markers, has to get through that lead and attach to the paper or it's going to lift right off. So when you're inking, you got to be thinking how that's going to be erased. You may even want to lighten it a little if it's a heavy penciler, you may want to lighten it with a kneaded eraser just in small areas at a time before you ink it so that you get better adhesion of the inks and the dyes. Ooh, nice work. Thank you. I've ran into that problem several times. <laughs> and um, use many a kneaded eraser. It's just to lighten it enough, not where I'm affecting it. I'm just pulling some of that lead off of it so that the inks, and you know, well, I hear much better. So then later when I clean it up, I've got a nice clean piece. I kind of like that black magic one, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to be very, you can't bear down on it a lot. But, yeah, I kind of like that one, too. Okay, well, I just thought we sort of covered okay. areas. And I thought, well, let's go ahead and add a racer since. Yeah. No, I can't believe I forgot yeah. something like a racer. It's an important part of the finished product. And, then of course, then I guess a lot of inkers nowadays, Bill, ink on the blue printouts. So there's no erasing. Right. Um, you know, I printed out those Sammy pages for you in blue. Mm-hmm. And you just ink over it. You scan it in color. You uh, select the blue and knock it out. And you end up with your black piece. So um, there's I wonder always that. How many, I wonder how many people are still... Uh, light boxing and wow. doing it on separate sheets because um, you know in that case there's no there's nothing to erase either right if you're still if you're still light boxing uh, I don't think there are probably too many people who still use vellum I don't think so I mean I actually still have some laying around here from yeah, years ago but too. I think most people's light box onto a new page now yeah I would if think they so. still light box there, we, we moved some light boxes throughout the year. So there is somebody either. I think a lot of pencilers use light boxes. They do roughs. They tighten them up on, on something, whether it's tracing paper or copier paper or whatever, something thin. 
slide it underneath the finished page and then do the finished pencils on a page and they're cleaner that way. So I see a lot of people using Lightbox on the penciling stage, not so much through the inking stage anymore. Well, actually, I had to Lightbox the Christmas card I did for Jackie mm -hmm. uh, just because of the amount of uh, the amount of lines on it. Mm -hmm. I had to go back and redo it a couple of times to try to get, you know, mm -hmm. to try to get what was actually there because it was a little confusing with all the red lines on it. So yeah, I hate that. That was the case pencil. where I had to use the red. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that was the case I had to use the light box quite a bit. Hopefully, she's thrown that thing away. <laughs> I think next, when I go to their house next, I'm going to hide them all. That's right. <laughs> Tell her Bob said so. But Bob made me do that's it. That's right. Bob paid me to come here and hide these pencils. That's right. But all right. So yeah, I, I think inking. Um, hopefully, we've inspired. Go grab a brush, pen, or quill. Hunts 102, yep. and and you can conquer it. It's not, it's a fun tool to play with. Um, so uh, and if not, you got more questions. We love them. Please send them. Yeah, you can definitely do it. I mean, Bill can tell you. And actually, I don't remember the guy's name from back in the app of five days, Bill. But remember the guy who called me German expressionistic in my inks. Sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember yeah. that. Yeah, I'm not like that anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember who it was either, or I can't remember his name. But, um, yeah, I'm not like that anymore. Did you put so, those yeah. what? I, I don't understand. I, I, <laughs> think, I think I used too much black. I oh, was very okay. heavy blacks and, you know, very, very dark. So you were uh, in doubt, black it out? Oh, yeah, and I was in doubt a lot, apparently, <laughs> back in the day. But, uh, you know, if if I can improve, anybody can, so. Don't don't be afraid of it. Just keep at it. And you do contribute as an anchor. Definitely. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, don't don't let Kevin Smith or anybody else fool you. Kevin uh, anchors are extremely important. Yes. That's all process. You can tell the difference. Yep. I like a finished book that's inked. But yeah, you know, no matter what they say, oh, we could take these pencils straight to uh, you can straight to color. You can, but, you know, doesn't mean necessarily mean you should. Right. <laughs> yep. All right, cool. So, John, what is Touch Base Around the World here? What's going on right. over at Comic Related slash Sketch Blog? All right. Um, a whole lot of tutorials, uh, thankfully. Uh, I'm back on the heavy tutorial kick. Uh, the first one being uh, Tim Sale. Uh Tim, I've, I'm a big fan of Tim Sale. I know uh, there are some people who just absolutely can't stand his style. Oh, I love it. I love his style. I, I love the subtlety of his line. I really enjoy his uh, enjoy his work a lot. And uh, here he is at a convention um, doing Batman in about 10 minutes, actually. Wow. He uh, apparently has... Uh, a stopwatch or an hourglass or something. One time I, in the video, I actually saw someone turn over an hourglass. I don't know if that was a joke or not, but, um, and he does these things that shows in about 10 minutes. So it's interesting to watch. Um, then also a how to from Jim Lee. 
Um, I'm actually very envious of this little contraption he has here that allows him to project what he's drawing up there. It looks like an overhead, but it looks like an extremely advanced overhead uh, device that uh, you can see him at various parts of the video drawing up on the screen. So uh, that's really interesting. It's in three parts, uh, annoyingly enough. Um, and it's it's not even one of those that they couldn't necessarily have put them together. So it's strange, but it's worth watching. Um, then Phil Jimenez, mm-hmm. um, and I probably said that wrong. I'm also a big fan of his work. I really like what he does in adventure comics these days. So um, there's a really good thing of him drawing a page from adventure. A uh, little shorter than I would have liked. I wish they had gone a little more in depth, but still a really good video. Then, of course, uh, with the passing of the Human Torch, I had to give uh, I had to give a little thing of that, and I found one of Gene Ha doing a torch convention sketch. Oh, cool! Yeah. What the Human Torch passed? Yes, no, I'm he sorry. did not. Come on, did you read that? Actually, I did read it, and you didn't see the body. You, you just saw, saw him up get on piled up. Yeah. He'll come back, brainwashed, and be leading those bugs that take probably. over our world or something. He's uh, not dead. Or there's probably a Nova Blast going to pop up there somewhere. That was where the PR department jumped on something and said, oh, this is what we Let's can do. And, and, you know, I liked Hickman's writing, but I'm almost at a point he sold out on this one. Yeah. Uh, and and we, we discussed this on a... We discussed this on the most recent uh, related recap. And my theory is, or actually my theory is that they're going to take Reed, Sue, and the two kids. And they're going to be the Fantastic Four for a while. (laughs) But then uh, someone else on the podcast brought up that this is issue 587, 88, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So 600 is about a year away. Right. So I think Torch will be gone for a year. Mm-hmm. Cap. And then, and then 600, boom. He's right back up. Oh, well, he'll be back before they start another movie or something. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So. But aren't so they changing yeah. the title to FF or something like that? Yeah, or Fantastic Three or, you oh, know, whatever. But, three, but I think they've actually yeah. solicited FF as the official title. Oh, now. maybe, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Ben's in the Avengers anyway, so mm-hmm. there's really no reason why... Reed, Sue, and the kids couldn't be the four right now. Right. Because both the kids have powers. Right. Or, or at least did last time I checked. So. I don't think the little girl does. I think she's just really know. smart she's, like her dad. Yeah, she's super smart and creepy. So, you know, maybe that's her power. But what, there's a little girl? <laughs> oh, Bill. <laughs> okay. Bill, it's read a comment. <laughs> Valerie's back. Valerie's back? <laughs> Hill, go sit in the borders. Read some graphic novels. That's right. I don't have that kind of time. I know. I have to wait for my our podcast to catch up on comics. Oh my god. Oh. Yeah. Read the forums. I'm sure somebody talked about it. I'm sure. So I'm sorry. I I couldn't miss on the app. No, that, that's disappointed in it. I'm like, come on. Beat Stufa Nova and and disappeared. I've been more impressed, but. Yeah, no kidding. To get buried by a bunch of ants, nah. I think he'll cook 
cook them all in the next panel or whatever, but yeah. they just got way too quick. Um, but speaking of conventions, as a lot of my previous little things were, um, I came across this independent publisher uh, who does Guns of Shadow Valley giving some fairly good convention tips um, from a creator's perspective. So that's worth checking out, definitely. Uh, especially since, and this is another thing we discussed last night, there, okay, there's a crap load of conventions coming up, and I am on the hook for, I think, about 24 oh. coming up. So, so you know, it's uh, if you've never been to a convention, um, you know, get out from under that rock, first thing. Uh, secondly, uh, you know, you need to know what to prepare for, so check that out. Conventions are definitely a necessary part of the beast. Uh, then beyond that, we uh, have cross-hatching, speaking of an inking style. Uh, this is cross-hatching cross -hatching, in the manga style. Cool. Um, however, although I do always like when um, comic artists use those more classic kinds of uh, inking or just drawing techniques. I mean, cross-hatching, you know, is right, right up there with, uh, you know, those the most classic of drawing techniques. So that's good. Then um, I found a, it's not really a tutorial. I just thought it was amusing that uh, J Scott Campbell is drawing Bruce Campbell. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. And I'm always, I've long been a big Bruce Campbell fan. Uh, you know, nobody, nobody can be that uh, insane and self-deprecating and not be loved. So, <laughs> Uh, I definitely like him, and I've always liked J. Scott Campbell's art anyway, so that's a good uh, thing there. And then I think my last one here, there's a quick lesson on doing layers. And actually, now that I say those words, I did that last time. So that is it for Sketch at Comic Related for this time. So, Bill, what's going on over at the boards? Uh, we're getting our final entries as we speak of uh, for the Despicable Me uh, when, the, when that DVD contest, uh, it's draw your favorite super villain doing something heroic. So there are uh, going to be several uh, entries to check out. Probably by the time, well, we'll be getting judges' votes by the time uh, this podcast airs. But uh, the idea is that they do it, they do a, a you know, they enter, and we have judges from all levels of the industry uh, pros and people who are in comics or who do comics stuff uh, judge these things or give their comments so, you know, the last couple have been really great as far as judges taking their time out to add comments or to uh, little criticisms you know, things to make it better so that's coming up and you can check that out on the comic related community uh, under Sketch Magazine, contests. What's been going on over on the mentor? A lot of mentoring, right. a lot of uh, you know, make things happen. Uh, today's another day. Uh, you know, keep moving forward, and it's time to. Uh, today's was it, that's what it's called. It's it's time, and it's time to uh, make things happen. It's time to. You know, if you haven't made a plan, make a plan. Um, if you have a plan, get started on your plan. If you knock three things off your list, work on the next one. Make it four. Um, that's 
I'm back to posting regularly now. So, um, you know, I've had uh, a guy named Chris Galvin last week said, you know, that's one of the things that motivates him when he gets up at three o'clock in the morning to go to work is reading Comics Mentor. And for me, that's motivation right there, knowing that, you know, I'm helping somebody else out, especially at three o'clock in the morning when I'm up. Um, So a lot of encouragement. Go read them. Awesome. What's going on over in your world? My world consists of uh, Blue Line. Is uh, we're still putting together an order for the big uh, sketchbooks and uh, worked on a new, the new newsletter went out last week. So if you want to catch up on what the coolest new art supplies or what's going on or special offers, you got to sign up for the newsletter. And been working on the Skystorm website. It's, it's a massive website. Lots of work um, coming together. It's coming together slower than I want. It's probably going to be more like the end of February before it launches. But but uh, it's going to just going to. I had no clue how much stuff we had sitting here. Let's just put it that way. The more I dive in, the more stuff I pull out, and I had no clue how much was not digitized, was not scanned. Um, we got some cool stuff. It's going to be fun sharing this with everybody. So, uh, been working a lot on that. Working on the Clay's Way Strip twice a week. Working on with you on getting the Kickstarter going. So, got a lot of a lot of pans going on fire right now. Working on a science project with my youngest. Designing airplanes, paper airplanes. That's been fun. But uh, yeah, a lot a lot of stuff happening. A lot of stuff. Next week we'll talk about Kickstarters. And uh, okay. John, sounds like we need to talk about conventions. Maybe a week after that. I think so. I think so. There's definitely a lot. I only have one physically scheduled, and that is Chicago. But I know how the year usually goes. I won't go back to New York if I can't set up. So I like to go back to New York. So I'm going to probably look at Mm. trying to get a table there. San Diego's probably out this year. Um, I was going to try planning a family trip out, but we ended up planning for Florida. So, probably try that again next year. And we should have more studio stuff done by next year to really to do a San Diego setup. Um, so, but there will be a lot of small shows. I heard Space is sold out, which is great. Yep. That's space great. is definitely sold out. I hope more people walk in the door at Space. Um, I like to see it really grow with more attendance. Um, so, that would be good. But uh, that's really about it. Um, I want to let everybody know about the podcast apps. Um, you know, I keep being told that we need to promote these. So um, yep. we have a iPhone app. It's available there at the site, at sketchmagazine.net. And we, it's a, I think it's like $1.99, download it, and it will automatically go and download, update, and give you the latest podcast. Um, and we have an Android app, which I have not been able to use because I don't have an Android phone. But if I understand right, it works the same way. You put the app on your phone, and it goes out and grabs the uh podcast and keeps you at the most up-to-date information there so please check them out it's be a cool way to support us here um john how can they find you they can always find me at john at sketchmagazine.net or john at comicrelated.com bill um comicsmentor at gmail.com or on the site is comicsmentor.com or on the comic related forum at comicrelated.com slash forum or forums. I don't know. It's there. It's There's there. a button for it. 
There's an app for that. There's an there's, there's an, an app for there's that. There's an app for it. Um, you can find me at bobhatblueonepro.com, or you can get a hold of all three of us at podcast at sketchmagazine.net. Please send us your questions. Um, if you don't feel like we didn't get enough job covering it, we'll be more than than try to you know, do a better job or go find answers for you if you have any questions. So uh, I appreciate it. Take care, guys. See ya. Have a good week.